Welcome. Today is April 22nd, 2023. Today, I'm going to be sharing a perspective that I recently captured on the record regarding a debate that I recently became aware of. The debate surrounds whether we should have one cannabis commission or one cannabis agency overseeing the regulation of cannabis in the state of Illinois. If you're looking to learn more about this entire debate, I recommend checking out episode number 271 of our podcast, where we cover the Cannabis Commission versus Cannabis Agency in depth with multiple perspectives. Once again, if you're looking to learn more uh, regarding this debate, check out episode number 271. Today, I will be sharing a perspective that I captured on the record at the first ever Cannabis Innovation Summit. If you're not familiar, the Cannabis Innovation Summit is, I believe, the result of a partnership between 1871 and Grown In, who you may be familiar with. Grownin.com is somebody that in the past we uh, cited their reporting constantly. So if that name sounds familiar, that might be why. So once again, I attended the first ever Cannabis Innovation Summit in Chicago on 420. It was a very interesting event. And at the keynote, one of the keynotes, I think there were two keynotes. Maybe there were three, actually. Who knows? At one of the speeches, a representative from IDFPR was there. The Illinois Department of Financial and Professional Regulations. I believe they oversee regulations pertaining to Illinois dispensaries and other things. They do not, however, regulate cultivation centers. Those are regulated by the Illinois Department of Agriculture. And that's kind of what this entire debate surrounds. There are so many different agencies that oversee cannabis. The idea is that they want to consolidate all of these different parties into one either cannabis commission or cannabis agency. That's the debate. And so Vaughn Bentley, the representative from IDFPR, was speaking about the fact that the state currently supports the idea of a cannabis agency, which once again, if you want to hear more about why they support that, check out episode 271. I included other perspectives from the state. So again, the clip I'm about to show you is me asking Vaughn why they support a cannabis agency and what's the difference between a cannabis commission and agency. Here's Vaughn's response. Hey, Brad. Thanks for and 1871 grown in for hosting. Uh, Vaughn, I had a question for you. Thank you for coming again. It's only one of you, like you mentioned. Um, a little bit of, uh, over a year ago, it was reported by a relatively small publication who none of us have heard about, grown in, <laughs> uh, that the office of the CROO indicated that they supported the idea of a cannabis commission, and today you indicated support for an agency. Two questions. Honestly, what's the difference? That's a little bit elementary, so forgive me. Um, but s second question, why the change of heart? Did you even hear my... 
Okay, sorry. I, I did. Uh, so the first question is what's the difference between a commission setup and an agency setup? Uh, I will not bore you with the very long technical legal <laughs> answer. The main difference is who's at the top. An agency has a single person at the top. There's that one person that's accountable for everything that agency does. For IDFPR, it's Secretary Trado. Uh, for the proposed agency, it will be a, a director or secretary. For a commission, it's a group of people. Uh, so all of those people are responsible for the decisions being made uh, by that agency or that commission. Uh, part of the issue that you see with commissions, and I have a little bit of experience working on this, uh, prior to taking this role, I was advised, I advised a lot of our state professional boards. Um, and part of the issue you see is the issue with being as responsive as an agency can as a commission model. Everything a commission does, they have to vote on, it has to be public meetings, um, and that slows down the ability to respond both to public health emergencies as well as for an industry like this that is changing daily. Uh, there are new new developments, uh, new issues that we're seeing. Um, and I think the, the, the reason that change came about is we really re-examined what is going to be best for this industry, what is going to be best for not only uh, being able to be responsive, but also to help protect social equity. Uh, if you have a commission, uh, they can't respond as quickly as an agency can. They, um, may have other ideas that, that come from the private sector, which may help some, but may not have the focus of social equity. So in re-examining that, uh, I think both the Cruz office, uh, as well as members of uh, the Pritzker administration came to the conclusion that an agency setup is the best way to be responsive, to protect social equity, and make sure that we are continuing to focus on social equity and, and helping a socially equitable market grow. Thanks, Vaughn. So that was Vaughn's response on the cannabis agency versus cannabis commission idea. I had a follow-up question with him that was inspired by another person's question. So a, a, a person asked, I don't even remember what they asked about. I think they were talking about standardization of products and allowing people to, to always know what to expect and such. And Vaughn brought up the idea that the Illinois Department of Agriculture is creating a cannabis testing lab. He brought up that idea. And that's something that I've heard before. In fact, I know exactly where this lab is. And I even met the Illinois State Police officer or one of the Illinois State Police officers that was helping with this project. Um, I've seen the lab. I've been in the lab. Now, my question became... It, by the way, it looks like a high school biology lab. Like uh, I say high school biology. It looks like a high school science lab is what I mean to say. So there's like the little sinks. I could probably Google a picture right now. Maybe, maybe I'll try that. But there's the little sinks and then there's the little like gas pipes that come out of the thing, you know, so that you can hook a Bunsen burner up. Um, let me see if I can find if for some reason you guys aren't familiar with what I'm talking about high school science lab so that's basically what it looked like now mind you they were building it out still dude this is this picture that i'm about to show is absolutely perfect if you're listening to the podcast right now 
go to chillinoy.net slash video and you can see what I'm about to show. So check this out. This lab basically looked exactly like this, except here's a detail for the people that are listening right now that actually know if you want to make sure that I'm not blowing smoke. I think the difference between this lab and the lab that is at the Illinois Department of Agriculture is that you can see this lab looks like it's above ground. See that? Because you can see outside and stuff. The Illinois Department of Agriculture's cannabis lab is in the basement. So again, I've been there. <laughs> um, my, I'll just play my question. How about that? Because he brought up the Illinois Department of Agriculture testing lab. And I'm just like, so I had known about it, but I've not personally said anything about it because I wanted to see, I wanted the state to announce it first. And so they did. At least that's the first time I've ever heard them publicly announce it. So this is my question to him regarding the testing lab. And I just had a follow-up question inspired by something you mentioned in another question, the Illinois Department of Agriculture lab. Are you saying that third-party testers would no longer be involved or that there would like what's i'm just uh, curious that's new yeah so third-party testers will still be involved they are still going to be the backbone of testing product the state lab ensures that we have a neutral third party in the state who can come in and make sure that the labs are functioning up to par we haven't seen any issues but looking at other states there have been some issues with labs uh as well as if the state comes across something uh, that may present a challenge or may present a public safety risk, we're able to go to a neutral third party, have it tested, and make sure that we're getting uh, the best results. Thank you. I think we have a question on this side of the room. So, interesting stuff there. I hope that that's news to you all. I hope that you learned something with regard to that. Our last topic that I want to discuss that I feel is newsworthy that came out of my attendance at the Cannabis Innovation Lab is that there was discussion on outdoor cultivation. We recently started the discussion on outdoor cultivation with New Era. New Era, among other cannabis companies that I've spoken to, and even cannabis employees. So let me restart that thought there. New Era, many cannabis companies and, and multiple cannabis employees have told me that some cannabis companies in the state of Illinois have been granted a variance, which was temporary. I'm saying that in air quotes, uh, which would allow them to grow outdoor. And I, I guess the guidance with that variance was that they were only allowed to use that outdoor cannabis for the purposes of making like concentrate or edibles not smokable flower. And so my angle on this, after learning that this was a thing from multiple sources, including licensed operators themselves, which really gives me some assurity. I do want to note that I have, it gives me some confidence that it's an accurate statement. I should note that I have re reached out to the Illinois Department of Agriculture for official comment. I asked them like, on what basis have these variances have been issued in the past? Are they able to issue them again? Tell me more, basically, about these variances. Can you confirm? I've asked for confirmation that they were ever issued. So I do want to just say that while I have, 
while I am very confident that this is a thing, I have not received confirmation from the state from their angle that this is indeed a thing. But the moment that I'm about to play, it doesn't deny that the state has this possibility, but it also doesn't necessarily this this answer that Vaughn gives doesn't necessarily say that they do, but he does leave it pretty open-ended with regard to old outdoor cultivation. So I do just want to say the moment I'm about to play, I wish I had more full context of, I was not prepared for somebody to ask a question about outdoor cultivation. In fact, I'm kicking myself on the fact that I didn't. It's like, God damn it, Cole, you should have asked that question, but somebody else did. And I ended up recording that moment. So I'm about to play it. And what I want you to listen to, what I think is remarkable about this is that he's not leading with no and I know that he wouldn't be the person to say that too. Again, back to the point that I made earlier, IDFPR does not oversee cultivators, right? But he certainly he certainly doesn't say no. He doesn't say yes, but he says that I believe we're about to play the clip, but I believe he says something to the effect of to the effect of his colleagues at the Illinois Department of Agriculture are looking at this issue. Which again, certainly doesn't sound like no. Once again, I'm kicking myself for not getting the full context of this question, but basically the way this clip is going to start is after they've asked the question and even after Vaughn started answering, I just couldn't get my recorder to start. So I just wanted to let you know that it starts in the middle of Vaughn's sentence and, and that's why. My apologies, but here is his answer regarding outdoor cultivation. Find me after this talk, I will make sure to connect you with someone who does. Uh, that is something we look at uh, and is something that my partners over at the Department of Agriculture are closely monitoring. Um, so I, I just can't speak for them, but uh, if you come find me after, I will be more than happy to get you in touch with someone to give you that information and, and make sure it's all accurate. One final question from the audience. And as you can tell, that is when the Q&A ended. So... I, the other thing I'm kicking myself about is why didn't I look for the person that asked that question? Cause I'd love to hear what they heard because I've followed up with the Illinois department of agriculture, I think twice now at this point in the last three weeks or so. And, um, I've not gotten any response on this. So I just like to know heads or tails. Is it possible? Sounds like it is, but if it is, it begs the question, with all of these social equity applicants that are starved for capital right now, why aren't we allowing them? Why aren't we issuing this temporary variance so that they can start cultivating outdoors? Starting to get a little late to do that, but you know, at least allow the point is allow people to do this so that they can start selling edibles and vapes and getting some money in. If they're capital starved, let's issue a temporary variance, or as I've been saying, let's throw them a freaking bone here, right? What better way to do that than to allow them to start operating and taking advantage of our great, fertile Illinois soil? All right, covered a few different topics today, including the commission versus agency debate. Again, if you want to have more context more details on that entire debate, check out episode number 271 of our show. And lastly, I just covered the topic of outdoor cultivation. Overall, what do you all think? What do you think? 
have you also heard of this outdoor cultivation? Do you think my idea about granting this to, to social equity licensees is stupid? I think it's a pretty brilliant idea. And if the state is looking for an easy win, a gimme, if you will, again, throw these people a freaking bone here. Let them grow outdoors. Let them get some money in. And then maybe once they have money, a little bit of money coming in and they're able to start building out their facilities, maybe then they would be more attractive to investors. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. I'm just a stoner that records a silly show called the Chillinoy Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you on the next episode.